All right, IBM A 2022. Uh, it's day two. I think it's Thursday, right? Thursday, yes. Did you recognize the dulcet tones there? That was Mr. Anthony Howell, the Deering endorsee of the Rustic Wreath, and more recently, which banjo? The, the White Lotus. The White Lotus. Right. Yeah. Now, how did you come about the White Lotus? Tell everyone the story. Well, you know, I went out to Winfield, Kansas, the uh, the National Bluegrass Championships, and uh, never been out there before. I just decided I'm going to go see what kind of damage I could do, and I took third place. Third place. Congratulations. And my, my prize was a beautiful uh, Deering White Lotus banjo, and uh, I love it. You know, I, it's a great sound of banjo. It doesn't have a tone ring in it, so it's super light. It doesn't hurt my back all the time. It's awesome. You see a lot of guys at IBMA carrying around these these heavy banjos in cases everywhere. I imagine, the, did you bring that with you this time around? My, my rustic wreath? Uh, both. Now, I have my rustic wreath, but it's in the bus. Oh, okay. I haven't even got it out. I, with, the, with the white lotus, I'd rather just carry it around and save myself the trouble, you know. Save that spinal injury, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How does it keep up as far as the banjo? I, mean, I saw you last night, you were jamming out. Um, how does the white lotus keep up in a, in a jam situation? Uh, it does great, you know. I was some guy yesterday brought me his, I don't know, it was a 1927 style three, I think, Gibson, and it it didn't even touch my White Lotus. I mean, honestly, it it didn't give it to me like the White Lotus did. So I, I think it, it could be up there with any banjo. That's now. That's great to hear. I love hearing that. That's very cool. So what have you been up to? It's been, man, a couple of years since I've seen you last. So uh, tell the world what you've been up to and uh, what's coming up for you. Well, you know, I've, I've been touring a bunch with Williamson Branch and uh, I've been working on some recordings. Now, as of, see, what, what's the date today? September 29th? Yeah. Let's just say 29th. Yeah. So after the end of this week, I'll be leaving Williamson Branch to go work with Edgar Loudermilk Band which, you know, he's very popular in Canada and on the west west side of the country, and uh, I'm excited about that, you know, excited for something different. Uh, and uh, I have a new record coming out soon, hopefully by the end of the year, that is going to be entitled Hold Back the Dawn, it, it, and it features my Rustic Wreath banjo. Uh, I played it on, on all the tracks, um, and it's going to feature many, many artists, that many singing artists, you know, Sean Lane, uh, Kevin Williamson, you know Don Robinson from Magnolia Drive, Marty Hayes from David Davis and the Warrior River Boys, um, Alan Sibley, you know the list goes on, and uh, and I sing on it too, and I play all the instruments. Um, wow. You know, it just it's just cheaper that way, you know. <laughs> I hear you. That's great though. That's really cool. So I'm excited about it. I, I ho I'm hoping to. I think later in October I'm going to release a new single, so I'll be looking for that, and. Uh, I hope to have CDs by the end of November, but I'm not really in any hurry, just whenever it happens, you know. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on the new release. That's going to be cool. And uh, are you going to put it up on Spotify and all that kind of good stuff, or are you going to go in exclusive, I was going to say analog, but it's, it's <laughs> CD, right? <laughs> no, it, it'll be on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and YouTube and wherever you can find digital music or download or stream digital music. And then, of course, I'll have physical CDs, you know. If you follow me on Facebook, Anthony Howell Music, you can go just message me and I'll hook you up with a copy. I love it. I love it. So you come to IBMA a lot. I think the first time I met you was at IBMA. Uh, you 
caught you jamming here on the booth with Sierra Hull and a few right, yeah. other guys. Um, why do you come? What, what's uh, what's the deal for you? Why do you get excited about coming to IBMA? There's a couple of reasons. You know, the, the simplest reason being it's the only place where I can go and see almost all of my friends in one place at the same time. Uh, but other, otherwise, you know, there's different showcases. You get to be you, you get to be seen by all kinds of other people that may or may not help you throughout your musical journey. Uh, like like Deering, you know, the first time I came to IBMA, you know, I, I met up with Jamie Deering, and uh, we, we she sent me a contract uh, that night after I met her to to be an artist. So and that's been that's been four years ago, and it's I've I've loved it ever since. That's awesome, man. And plus, you know, I, I was I was also nominated for the 2022 Momentum Instrumentalist of the Year. So. Now, I didn't win the award, which is fine, but I'd hate to not show up for it. You know, I'd like to be able to accept my award. Um, just being nominated for it, I mean, it's still an honor because you're still seen by the same people as the person who wins the award. So, not worried about it. I'm going to still do me regardless of whether I get the award or not, you know. 100%. Be, be true to yourself, right? I, I was going to get there. Congratulations on the nomination. Thank you. I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, we've got next year as well, and uh, hopefully... Sounds like you're making some waves and some uh, and a bit of a name for yourself out here. I'm trying to, you know, I, with, with being with being young like I am, is is I think it's easier to get out there because you know people see a young musician who is who is talented and they say, oh my goodness, you know, he's 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 really something, you know. I, but at the same time, you still have to push it. You still have to get out there. You got to get on social media and push it. And, you know, promote yourself. Without looking like a jerk, you know, without looking arrogant, that, that's the fine line. There's a fine line between, between confidence and arrogance, um, yeah. and it's, it's easy to cross that line if you're not careful. So, yeah, keep yourself in check. I take the daring approach. Well, I mean, I take this approach or anything, but I, I feel like daring does this pretty well. Like, if you put a quality product out, people are going to be drawn to you kind of oh, naturally. Yeah. And, I, and I think that kind of translates over to, to you as a musician. Like, if you're putting a quality product out that people really want to get behind, yeah. they'll get behind you. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you have a quality product, people are, people are going to buy. Um, but at the same time, if you don't advertise it, nobody knows about it. This is very true. So, you know, it's just figuring out how to do everything. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask this question. I want to hear your thoughts on this because this is one, as a, as from someone who has not necessarily come from a bluegrass tradition like myself, for someone like yourself who really has, like almost polar opposite. I'm always intrigued at the kind of dynamics between the kind of traditional bluegrass and then the guys who want to see more progressive bluegrass going forward to kind of grow the genre. I want to hear your thoughts on that and kind of what does the future of bluegrass look like in your eyes? It's, it's hard to say because sometimes you see bluegrass kind of dying down and sometimes you see it getting popular, you know, becoming popular again. You know, I think. The banjo, for one, is is becoming more popular. Um, you know, with Oh Br Brother Where Art Thou, and you know, the, in 2000 when it came out, it skyrocketed. And then Mumford and Sons, you know, they they had a banjo, and all of a sudden the banjo's popular again. And they've got Billy Strings. You know, you can say, you know, some people don't like Billy Strings. You can say what you want to. He's talented. He's he's making good music, and he is doing good for bluegrass. So, you know, I think if we still have people like him that's mainstream and getting the music in front of people that are my age, you know, and people are loving it, 
I think it's in good hands. I really do. I think it kind of has to work both ways, right? It like does. you need someone like Billy to kind of be doing his thing to maybe help people open up to the genre yeah. so they can dig down a little deeper and find those more traditional right. roots, right? Yeah, when I mean, you have somebody like Billy, you know, everybody sees him and then, oh, I like this music. Let's let's see where it came from, you know? And then they start getting into stuff like, you know, Tony Rice. And, you know, we, of course, most people when they hear Tony Rice, they lose their minds because he's amazing. Um, that I agree with that 100%. But I think it's in good hands, you know. I hope it is. I hope it's not going anywhere for a long time. Because I'm young, you know, I'd hate to see it die in 30 years and be out of a job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to be just I fine. What, what I like seeing about like, Billy is, is he's just at home with a Tony Rice or, or an old Scruggs song as he is with a Post Malone yeah, song, you know what I mean? He's, he's filling out arenas in London of all places yeah. and bringing up these these real diverse mix. He was out with Willie Nelson That's right. last week, I think it was. So yeah. very, very diverse crossover, which is, it can only be good, I think. Yeah, it can only be good. Awesome. All right, final words of wisdom before we head out. Um, what do you want to say to the world? Any advice for anyone getting into banjo or bluegrass in general? What, what What's a good starting point? So, this, this might sound vague, but, you know, as a young musician, my advice would go out to the young musicians that are just starting out. Um, when you think you know everything, just put that thought out of your mind. When somebody tries to give you advice and they know what they're talking about, you need to take it. If, if there's an old, an old man sitting there and he's a great player and he tries to say, hey, you need to do this, you need to listen to them. That's a, that's a big part of your, your growth in music. Because whenever you get to a point where you stop listening to people like that, you know, people are going to stop paying attention to you. So I, I, those, are, th those are words of wisdom, I think, from me, if, if you will. Those are very wise words, and I think that's great. I, can you pinpoint a time where you've, you've received like a solid piece of advice from from a mentor type uh, person in, in, in the bluegrass world? Well, I, I think back to my music teacher, which was Alan Sibley. Um, he's had his band, Magnolia Ramblers, and he was on RFD TV, the Bluegrass Trail. Um, he, he told me whenever I was learning, he said, if you're really gonna do this for a living, learn everything you can while you're young and you'll be more valuable. And I took that to heart. He, he taught me how to play everything, the banjo, mandolin, the guitar, and he taught me how to sing harmony. So if, if, you, if you really want to do this for a living and you're young and you're a fast learner, learn everything you can. Don't stop. You know, you'll be, you will be more valuable to people. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, where can people find you? One more. Let's uh, sell yourself, my friend. Yeah, man. So go on Facebook, Anthony Howell Music. And uh, you can follow me on there, and you can also follow me on Instagram, also Anthony Howell Music. Um, I'm working on a web page right now, so I haven't got that yet. But find me on Facebook for sure. All right. Well, we love your work. Have a great rest of IBMA, and we'll see you on the other side, my friend. Thank you.